Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Today we are joined by one of the league's best players over the past 10 years, Crusaders striker Paul Healy, alongside former Northern Ireland international, Lord midfielder Jeff Hughes. Paul, Jeff, good to see you. Bigger, we should have, in theory, a cracking show today. Well, we should have because Paul Heatley and Jeff Hughes are two of the best characters you're going to find in the Irish League. Two class acts, in my opinion, on the pitch, a joy to watch. I've been watching Paul for the best part of a decade. He's one of Carrick's greatest ever players, let alone what he's done at Crusaders. And Jeff, fantastic career in England, Northern Ireland International, and such a main man now for Lauren. In a recent interview, Jeff Spears said that, in his opinion, you were a player of the decade in the Irish League. What do you make of that? probably lies to be fair to him man. <laughs> no it's always nice to hear you know such kind comments about yourself but um, Jeff's a, a respected guy around the club and certainly around the Irish League he has vast experience and if he gives a comment then you certainly take it on board and respect it at the top of the season you weren't firing in all cylinders in terms of uh, how many goals you were getting and people were starting to talk you certainly turned that around yeah, it's always nice to be talked about though, isn't it, I suppose? Um, yeah, start of the season was tough for us all. Uh, big changes around the club, uh, huge development going on on and off the field. And uh, it certainly took its, its toll a little bit, but we started to settle down after a couple of months. Um, and we started to really kick on and get some really nice results and great performances, more importantly. So thankfully we've, we've turned a wee corner and uh, hopefully that continues through to the end of the season. Are you out of the title race? It's never over till it's over. You know, uh, the neutral will probably say yeah, uh, but for Crusaders, it's uh, keep going till you're dead. So, Bico's, Bico's from the top of the season says, in his opinion, you, you've got the Irish Cup this season. <sighs> Hope he hasn't jinxed us then. <laughs> um, you know, there's regardless of uh, who, you, who you look at that's left, um, they're there for a reason. It's because they've won and they deserve to be there. So you can't take uh, anything lighthearted. You have to be fully focused and uh, prepare really well for who you come up against. And that's what we're going to do. Fingers crossed it can be our year, but we'll not take anything for granted. You've had a phenomenal career in the Irish League, starting out at Carrick. We were laughing before we started recording that you are on Carrick's all-time team list and you were there for two years. Talk to us about that, Paul, because that was the start of it all for you. I think the nicest thing was it was between me and Michael Hughes and I got the, the nod ahead of him, so <laughs> I'll enjoy that wee special moment. But... No, it was a nice experience. It's very flattering to be, you know, recognised in, in the sport that you do, uh, regardless of what level it's at or, or what team it's involved with. And, you know, to be a part of uh, such a select group of players, to be considered as one of the best to play for that team is very flattering. And uh, it's always nice to be to be there. When you moved to Crusaders, did you think it would be as successful as it has turned out? Because the run that you guys have been on... Since you've been there, it's just been remarkable. Just before you answer that, with all due respect, no one expected it to be as successful yeah, but, as it has been. But I know, I know whenever you went there, you wanted to win trophies. You know, so, but yeah. did you think it would go to this level? To be honest, when I first joined, I was very innocent in terms of football. I, I didn't have great experience uh, in the Irish League at all. I played for Carrick for two years, and that was literally it. So when I went, I, I was just focused on getting game time. So that's the way I've always looked at it, and uh, that remains the same. Uh, when it comes to the team, you're always looking to contribute as much as possible. But as you say, over the last six, seven, eight years, we've, we've been so dominant and successful, not just going back to you know, the cross-border competitions, the Tanta Cup, 
but uh, in the league over the last five years, I think it's fair to say that we've been the standout team. And this year we'll be a little bit disappointed with how we've progressed, but uh, no one's perfect, and hopefully it'll continue the way it's it's been going. What's the bond like in that dressing room? We saw the BBC uh, documentary they did a couple of seasons ago, but when obviously it didn't go your way in the league, but there's a core of players in there and obviously there's a few new faces that have come in but there's something that holds you boys together it, 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 it comes across in the pitch when you play but what's it like being part of that, that squad oh, and what um, makes it so special? To be honest I haven't really played for a great deal of clubs but anyone that comes to Crusaders will always tell you it's such a unique environment um, Is that the, is that it's the, the camaraderie it's the, it's the fun of enjoying each other's company the the laughs that we have the pranks that we play You know, the, never forget the first time I joined the club and we, our first game was against uh, Rosenberg in Europe and I was sharing with Matthew Snoddy and of course the players did something absolutely outrageous which I shouldn't say on TV <laughs> um, they certainly sent someone to our door let's put it that way and it's not the type of person you want to open the door to so the, the boys will get that joke privately but it was certainly one of the funniest moments I'll ever experience in my life and uh, from that moment on you're fully settled you're enjoying the company of everyone, you're not nervous, you're completely relaxed and that shows on the pitch as well. And as the manager, are we a linchpin in that? He's a key factor, he instills that amongst anyone that comes into the club. It's, it's really important that you're not just you know, a good player, you're, you're a good person, you, you know, you're well-mannered, you respect other players around you and, uh, and you're able to mingle well with the team and everyone that joins, do, that joins us does do that. And does Stephen Baxter ensure that whoever he brings in isn't going to upset the apple cart? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's certainly you know, little risks that you'll take with certain players that might you know, have their opportunity to join, but you know, for the vast majority, it's the right attitude, the right mentality, the right behaviour, and most importantly, the right ability. I want to ask you, Paul, about your um, uh, partnership with Jordan Owens another player who I admire greatly. Whenever you two guys are on it, you're unplayable. So tell us about your relationship with Jordan and also how you cope with that pressure of being one of the top guns in the Irish League. Jordan's Jordan's so unique. He's unbelievable. Uh, Went to his testimonial dinner last year. Jackie Fullerton obviously hosted it and had one of the best nights we'll ever have. And it was a sign of respect for him because he's done so much for the club and the Irish League in general. Very underestimated and underrated I think still even though his, his goal tally is just phenomenal um, and he continues to do it on a weekly basis, he puts himself through the pain barrier week in week out and off the field he's just one of the nicest nicest, most gentle men you'll ever come across and uh, the two of us built in a rapport that's fantastic, I'll always cherish it um, and I always have this little weird thing that I tell him you know, if I don't score I want you to score you know, sort of thing and some people have their OCDs, but I, I do 18 or 22 taps because he's number 18 and I do 22 in the hope that he scores or I score. So that's just a sign of the person he is. You know, he's so nice and uh, he's a fantastic talent to have around. And the pressure, how do you deal with the pressure of being one of the Irish League's top stars? There's no pressure. It's the players around you create uh, the opportunities that you take and um, the players I've been blessed with playing against, I'm sure Jeff will understand that himself. All right. Um, they create the opportunities and as long as you're talented enough to take them then things will work out for you but it's it's the team around you that create things and uh, the players I've been blessed with are phenomenal and hopefully that continues. And, and they've been blessed with playing with you because you've scored some serious goals, you've scored goals from all over the pitch. Have you got a favourite? Um, to be honest the one for Carrick against Sean O'Neill I quite liked. <laughs> 
Are you watching this, Sean? <laughs> I remember that. Gaffer always tells me, he goes, that, that goal made me sign you. So um, that always, you know, remains in my head. Uh, Sean, just, for anyone who hasn't seen it, just talk us through it. I think Sean will replay it, maybe. Um, no, ball played over the top and took a touch past Garth McKeown and lobbed Sean. So, uh, not, thankfully, welcome the end of the team something. after that. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's funny. There's been such random goals scored, but God's honest truth, you don't even think about them. You know, once it's gone, it's gone. And the only thing you actually think about, and I'm sure Jeff, you'll agree, is is the result for the club. And as long as you get the three points or you get through to the next round of the cup, you actually forget about the goals you've scored. You uh, you've been fortunate enough to win a few. You've been fortunate enough to win a few awards in your time. You you recently got an award that has eluded you for quite some time. <laughs> How did that happen? How did that happen? Player of the month, know. by the way. Like yeah, it's a funny one because. Got nominated for Player of the Year two years in a row when I won it once, but for some reason Player of the Month just wouldn't happen for me. So it's nice to finally get it, get there and, and get Forget it. Forget the rest of the big I know. Come on. Oh, just one of them weird anomalies, but you know it's nice to win. Good lad, um, Jeff. You're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming down. We have watched from afar what what is going on with Lauren. Uh, it must be a phenomenal place to be. But just before we talk about that, Baco's got the cruise. Uh, lined up for the Irish Cup, which means he's writing new boys off. And I think you've got a statement to make in the cup run. Well, we've been fantastic so far, but uh, I think you reckon it was a Lauren Crusaders final? Well, Lauren Crusaders final is a possibility. Like, Lauren against Coleraine is a really tough match to call, I think, Pete, and we'll, we'll get there whenever we do the, the preview for that show. But what Lauren have achieved this season has been brilliant. And I know there's a lot of jealousy. There certainly was at the start when Kenny Bruce came in and poured all the money. Just a point to make about Kenny Bruce. This guy's a class person as well as a brilliant investor for Lauren. And I'll be really interested to see what Jeff has to say as well. And Tiernan Lynch too. He hasn't been bombastic about it. He's just gone about his job in a really low-key manner. And I've really liked that about Lauren. And I can't wait to see them in the Premiership. I can't wait to see Jeff Hughes in the Premiership because... He will light it up. Yeah, Jeff, you've got a you've got a story to tell about your career to date, but but playing for your your boyhood your boyhood club where you're from, um, and 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 obviously investment that's being made and all the changes. What's it like to be around the club at this particular moment in time? To be honest, I find this more nervous playing in front of friends and family than I do playing in England. It's 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 a strange kind of feeling, but it's one you just embrace and you kind of go with. And uh, I'll just touch on what you said about Kenny and Tiernan. They're two kind of guys, and until you meet them, you. It's hard to understand just how down to earth they are and how dro- driven and just how much respect that the boys in the, in the town and all have for them. And, and can you just put into words just what it means to the time, what's going on? Because suddenly, you know, you've got these people coming out of the woodwork, coming back to watch Lauren. They seem to be extremely proud of what's happening. They're delighted to be on this journey with you. Um, so I imagine, um, although albeit that you might be nervous playing in front of them, they're loving every moment of this. Again, in the town, there's just... The buzz is unbelievable. Um, I mean, my nan, who's got absolutely zero interest in football, is even wanting to go to games. And I mean, that shows you how far people who, who like I say, don't normally get involved with the sport want to come and see it. And I think uh, I think we're averaging a thousand fans a, a, a game now, the home yeah. games, which is incredible. Get your nan in for free, Jeff. Do you? <laughs> well, we're trying to get Kenny to give her a ticket, but uh, I'm still charging her. I'm, I'm surprised you don't have reserved seating down the front. Uh, tell us about Inver Park then and just some of the changes, because I, I believe there's a stand which is just about to be finished. You hope in time for the cup game? I think they actually based a lot of what the stand is on uh, Crusaders' is, is layout. You know, we've got the 4G pitch, we've got a little stand up the back now for the away fans. Uh, and then we've got the two main stands, which will be started soon. So there's just 
the, the amount of work going on is just unbelievable. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not a matter of will you win the league, it's when you will win the league. So how excited are you guys? i to say that. Well, here. Well, how, that. how excited are you for next season and playing in the Premiership and playing against the likes of Paul and Crusaders? It'd be fantastic again for the club. That big, big crowds come down, but uh, I don't fancy playing against them. I scored the winner against us in the cup, but um, hopefully, once time we can go one better against them. Um, do you consider yourself? And I know I'm jumping the gun. I know I'm going to put you in the spot. But whenever you come up into the Premiership next season, will you be title contenders? No, I think we'll we'll have to make sure we 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 give a good account of ourselves and and push for the top half and be realistic. And these clubs are at the top. I think you've won it three out of the last four years. They're well-established clubs. They've got massive squads. Um, and I don't think you'll be able to just walk any Irish league any year. And, and do you reckon there's going to be big spending in the summer? No, I don't. I think at the minute, a lot of the money's actually in the infrastructure. And uh, once that gets up and running, then I'm sure there'll be more players come in to make like a, a bigger squad. But at the minute, we're, we're still quite a close-knit group. Um, there's not... You know, a lot of the staff and that are still part time. You know, all the players are full time, and um, even still, a few of the players are part time. So it's not just a blank check at everything. It's not quite that level. What do you think, Jeff? Whenever people talk about the money and say the only reason why Larn are doing well is due to the the cash investment. Personally, I think there's more to it than that. But get, give us your opinion. Well, I think we all know if you've been in football, there's more to it than that. You can have all the money in the world, and if you don't bring in the right players and the right squad and have a good team spirit like Crusaders have, you're not going to get anywhere. How difficult was it for you personally coming home from England? It was quite easy for me. My wife's from Belfast. Um, the last Christmas I had, we were, we were away three or four of the games over Christmas. So that was six days out of the ten over Christmas I was away. Missed the kids and the family and I was speaking to Tieran about what was happening. I got the chance to come back and it was more just me convincing the, the wife to move back. Um, with with being involved in Lauren and, and seeing the development being very much a part of that, can you you know people do talk about the money and if the money will ever run out and all that other stuff, but can you can you see a sh- uh, finishing top half next season, being title contenders in in a couple of years? Because Spiko tells me Kenny Bruce's plans, he wants to see Real Madrid coming in for Park, doesn't he? Yeah, well Kenny Bruce wants Champions League football at Inver Park, and knowing Kenny like I do. I think it will happen. It's a case of when it will happen. And um, hopefully you'll still be around, Jeff, then. Oh, if we won the Irish Cup this year, there's always that chance. But now, listen, Kenny's a man who's very, very driven and he hasn't got to where he's got to without being like that. Uh, I think it will come. As you say, the timing is, is anyone's guess. But we work very, very hard to keep pushing up. And I think once the, like I say, the infrastructure gets up, the club hopefully will be self-sustainable. We talk about your time, sorry Bigger, we talk about your time um, obviously in England, but it's a pinnacle of your career representing Northern Ireland? Yeah, it's everybody's dream to represent their country, I was no different. Um, that was, uh, wife will kill me there, but it'd be one of the proudest moments of my life, <laughs> so after the kids being born, but I loved every second of it and it's something I look back fondly and I probably never done as well as I should have, I, I've, like I said I was extremely nervous playing and being involved with the squads, but it's something I'll always remember fondly. How much pressure did you put in yourself putting that green jersey on? I just the first time um, I was so young and I've just I just moved. I've just been talking about moved to Palace and I think it all hit me a bit. It was all a bit much for me at the start. You know, I just left the bubble of being in my mummy's bare room, and uh, I think it was just a wee bit too much for me at the start. 
Who was playing in uh, Northern Ireland midfield, Jeff, with you? Um, Sammy, um, Stevie Davis, um, Ollie was there as well at the start. Um, some great players, David was there, David Healy. Um, there's <laughs> some squad then. They actually had a, that was under Lloyd Sanchez, and that's when they went on the, the really great run they had. That was the start of the fans coming back and the and the, the, the atmosphere that changed the whole sort of scene in Northern Ireland. You had a fantastic career in England, though, didn't you? You know, you played over 400 games over there. You played for Bristol Rovers. You played for Crystal Palace. You played for Tranmere. You know, highlights? Well, it, when I left Lorne, we, we, we'd just been beaten in the Irish Cup final. Uh, so my last game... See, I'd sort of decided long before the season was over I was coming home and I told both clubs because I didn't want to leave it you know I was in discussions with Tranmere about a new contract so I, wouldn't, I thought I'd be honest and tell the manager and he was great with me and then we had the final and I thought oh no it's going to happen again 47 seconds in and Liam Wrighthouse got sent off and I thought oh no it's another, another departure on a defeat but we ended up winning it with 10 men and that was just something that I've never experienced before in my life this is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Let's get into this weekend's fixtures. Danske Bank Premiership, it kicks off Friday night and you boys are at home to Glenavon. What do you make of um, Glenavon's progress or regress, perhaps you could call it, over the last sort of five or six weeks? It's been interesting, you know, uh, there seems to be a wee bit of pattern emerging with them over, over the years. Last few years they seem to start off really well and then deteriorate a little bit towards the final stages. Uh, but apart from that, we don't really pay much attention to them. But they've done well. They're sort of fighting with us. They're sort of floating about us. So we'll have to make sure that we, we get the win and, and sort of knock them off the pedestal a little bit and make sure we guarantee top three. They've lost a few players. You know what that's like whenever you lose players. And, and how does that upset the apple cart? Really depends on the player and the team, I suppose. Um, if he's really integral to what they do, then it's going to be quite detrimental. Um, and obviously them losing Sykes, I think, was was a major factor in them sort of falling short a little bit in each game um, but yeah they've, they're certainly it's not over and they can certainly come back and challenge again but hopefully come Friday night we can pick up three points and create a wee bit of a, a gap between us and them and let them sort of fight for fourth fifth and sixth. What's it like for you and your mentality whenever another an opposition lines up against you boys you'll be one of you know, one of many, I suppose, but you're a target man. You'll have boys on you all day long, perhaps two, perhaps three, as soon as... It, and I remember going, obviously, to see... Very flattering there, wasn't it? <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of a big porky pile. A, a, lot, a lot of weeks back, and, and, and Linfield stopped you boys playing, and you were a marked man all day. Mentally, how do you get around that every week? I think it just becomes the norm. Um, you know, every team's going to set up differently against you, but teams that are fighting relegation are going to make sure they have ten men behind the ball. Uh, big teams that are fighting for the for the league titles are, are as you say, going to man-mark uh, particular players and that's just part and parcel of the game. You have to adapt and... Do you relish it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you you actually sometimes prefer being a marked man. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, if you're 1v1, you know that he's going to try and, you know, annihilate you. Like, and if you get the better of him, then you've won and he'll not show his face again. So Sorry, Fermi, he's a wee bit quicker than I am. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that can be the case. It can go one of two ways. It'll either work out fantastic for you or, or it'll be your demise, but you'll we'll be confident. You've been around for quite some time, but whenever I watch you play, you don't look like you're slowing up any. Well, touch wood, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? Um, Do you still yes. feel as quick as you maybe did five or six years ago? Funny, this year I've sort of went, have a, have a 
lost a wee yard and then I remember coming off against Glen Thorne and, and got the goal and I, I got there when I shouldn't have and I sort of went to myself, that's the quickest I've ever been. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. don't know if it was that, a wee Red Bull or something to took before the game, but no, it's, it's just depending on how you feel, how your body feels. If you're feeling fit and you're feeling sharp, then speed doesn't become an issue because it just comes naturally. Uh, if you're picking up a wee injury or you're feeling a niggle, it can affect you, yeah, but I suppose that's the same regardless of what age you are. Bigo, how do you see this game going? I think Crusaders will win. I think um, uh, Crusaders will want to finish the season strong. They'll want to build up to the Irish Cup match against Ballymena um, in a winning sort of streak. And I just think the way Glenavon are going, um, I think they're almost waiting for the European playoffs now. And I can see Crusaders winning 3-1 on a Friday night. Jeff? I reckon Crusaders 3-0. What did you think of Crusaders, Jeff? Because they're one of the teams you have played in the top flight this season. They're very, very difficult to play against. Very well organised, structured, and they've got bits of class all scattered throughout the team. It's not just one or two players. They've got strength and depth, and they were uh, very, very hard to, to even get a foot in the game, to be honest. Uh, in the Saturday then, um, Ards at home to Newry, and that is going to be some game. Monumental clash between the bottom two. Could go a long way to determining, Pete who actually finishes bottom of the table and gets relegated. It's just such an important match. We've also got Linfield Ballymena United this week and it's a toss-up between which one's actually the most important. Once you go out of the league, I think for Arge and Yuri it might be very tough to get back into it again because Larne are coming up. Um, there's a possibility it's going to be Portadown or Carrick in the playoff, but that league's going to be tough next season in the championship with Ballon Mallard. They're going to be there. There's going to be a lot of teams ambitious to get up. So you don't go down. Such a tough game to call. I think it could be a draw. It's such, a, it's such an important game and you dare not lose this match. And I think um, it might end up 1-1. Jeff, obviously you guys are just going to, you're going to get promoted straight away. But if you were in a, a playoff scenario, playing against the likes of Newry, or Ards. I mean, is there anything in those teams that would We've make you feel? played them this year, the two of them. Um, just on that, I don't really know a lot about them, the insides of the clubs, but I think um, on this year, I think we'd, pr- we'd probably fancy Newry. They give us a, they, they had us pinned in maybe the last 20 minutes, so they had a real fight about them. Um, so I, I would say maybe 2 1 Newry. 2 1 Newry, okay, Paul. I'd actually probably go a draw as well. I think it might be a very tentative game. Uh, both teams are determined not to lose rather than go for the win. But I think I agree with Jeff in respect that Nuri have that little bit of class. Remember when we went down to play them, they kept the ball fantastic. They had confidence in playing out from the back and they've a couple of wee special players that can do a wee bit of damage to you. It's just about if they take their chances or not. And uh, if anything was going to happen, I would probably side with Nuri. Okay. Corey at home to the Glens. Coleraine, again, they're building up to the match against Larne. I think that's going to be a match-defining match for them, or a season-defining match, rather. And Glentorn have certainly improved under Gary Smith, and I could see them going to the showgrounds and getting a point there. One each. Jeff? I'm not bothered with the score. I just hope Coleraine have three boys sent off. What, what, what about that Larne Coleraine match? Though? So do we, actually. Yeah, go <laughs> Keep that going. But the Larne Coleraine match, you know, I'm sure everyone's talking about it in the town already, Jeff. 
Yeah, I was actually just down the ground before I, I came up here, and there's, there's people in and out, in and out with the tickets. I think it's all ticket now, and like I say, they're trying to rush through that stadium at the back. They're expecting a big Korean following, so and it's actually on the TV as well. So hopefully, hopefully it's a, a, a very good occasion, and hopefully we uh, we show up. You've played in an Irish Cup final, of course. Yeah, well, you like to get back. Again, I was, I was out there five one. We had a great start, we won nil up with Neely Ogden, scored a great free kick and it just went all downhill from there. That was against Portadown, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sorry for bringing it up. You're not one bit sorry, I always <laughs> say that in this show every week, he's not one bit sorry. Um, okay, uh, yeah, score prediction? Well, a good friend I'm going for lunch with tomorrow is a Glens man, so I'll say 8-0 Glens. <laughs> and if that happens... Just so he buys lunch. <laughs> and, and if that happens, to quote Les Dennison, family fortunes, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> uh, right, OK, Warren Point uh, at home to Cliftonville this week. I was at the match whenever Warren Point played Cliftonville earlier at the season at Milltown, and it was a phenomenal finish because Cliftonville were leading 1-0 and Warren Point scored two goals in injury time. And um, the Cliftonville players and the fans were just distraught. And I do wonder if that was like the beginning of the end for Barry Gray because um, it was such a, a big defeat for them to accept. I think Warren Point can, can beat them again, even though Paddy McLaughlin is now the manager and um, uh, he's going to go there thinking, well, it's a start of something fresh for me at Cliftonville and I want to hit the ground run. He's ov- obviously won his first game at home. I don't think he's going to win his first game away. I'm going to go one point to win it again, 2-1. Have you been surprised by the football, some of the football one point have played this season? See, to be fair, I think those who are sitting in the bottom six have probably at times played far better football than the, those in the top half. It's, uh, it's such a strange season. Um, as I said earlier about Newry, uh, these teams that are coming up, Institute as well, have been probably the best football inside in the, in the country this year. Um, they have great ability. Uh, they're maybe just lacking that cutting edge, which is why they're finding themselves where they are. But on, on any given day, they could certainly take points off anyone. Score prediction then? I'll maybe go a wee 2 1 to Warren Point, actually, yeah. Jeff, I think they have a capability. 2 1 Cliftonville. Defender. Straight to the point. <laughs> Institute at home to Swifts. Well, Institute are going through um, a, a turbulent period, of course. They lost their manager a while back, Paddy McLaughlin. He was such a crucial factor for them. Dungannon, um, they've changed manager mid-season. Chris Lindsay doing superbly well there. I think Dungannon can go to the Brandywell and get a result. I'm going to go 3-1 to Dungannon. Jeff? I've, I actually think that'll be a very good game to watch. Two, two lovely football sides. Um, I think that's going to be a draw. I'm going to go one each. Pop. Yeah, I actually think the same. Uh, Michael Carville, I don't know from us, injured. I think Dungannon are down to the bare bones in their squad, so I'll probably go for a draw. Linfield at home to Ballymena, and you mentioned, I mean, massive game at the bottom, huge game at the top. It's the top two, it's the title contenders, um, uh, because I do believe Crusaders are just too far behind both of them, and it should be a cracking game of football. Anytime David Jeffrey goes up against David Healy, it's special. And um, any time David Jeffrey is at Windsor Park, well, we all know um, what happens there. It's, uh, it's an emotional roller coaster for him, for the Linfield fans and for the Ballymena fans. I've said all along that I thought Linfield would win the title, Pete, so I can't go against them in this match. I think their quality up front will tell. And although um, Ballymena will give a real go, I fancy Linfield to come through 3-1. And it could be the game where people are saying... There's the champions. You're hoping for a draw, obviously. 
wish both teams could lose, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think a draw would be decent enough. Um, I think Balmain will go up and, and ensure that they frustrate Linfield in the first half and don't concede and let the second half you know, take its toll on Linfield a little bit. They might tire and try to play on the counter-attack. So it'll be a really good game to watch. Tough decision, but I think it will be a draw in the end. Can I just ask you what it's like to win a, a league? It's heaven. It's fantastic, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, and it's not just for the players, it's for the club and for the supporters. You know, we have so many backroom staff who are putting in, you know, so many voluntary hours as well. Um that do everything for the players and for the coach and for the manager. Um it's such a collective effort. So Does it mean more to win the league than win a cup? Oh we are to doubt. Yeah, definitely. Now, I haven't said that, I haven't won three in the last four. We might say a cup because we're not gonna win it probably, but um yeah, the league's like the be all and end all really. It guarantees you Champions League football, lets you go away to the likes of uh, Denmark to play Copenhagen or Bulgaria to play Ludogorets. It's the most incredible experience that any Irish League player will get um, the opportunity to do. So it's definitely the, the be all and end all of it. Linfield Balamina, what do you think? I think Linfield will have a wee bit, just a wee bit too much for them. I'm going to go 2 1 Linfield. Do you think Linfield will go on and win the title then, Jeff? If they win that game, they don't lose that game, I think it's theirs. And what about Healy as a manager? You know, have you been impressed by him? You were obviously an international teammate of his. Well, he was actually the, the striking coach at um, Fleetwood when I was there. Right. So I got to know him a bit better there. And uh, another character, it'd be, it'd be very interesting to go and watch that game with uh, David Jeffries and David Healy in the, in, the, in the dugouts. It'd be interesting to see how they get on. I would like to watch that. Tell us this, did the Fleetwood strikers score many after Haley taught them a few tricks? See when you see him shooting live, you can understand how, how good he was. He's he, very unassuming, very, oh, I'm saying this to Northern Ireland fans, but he, he just different, different lord he was on. He was, he was a wee bit too, too, uh, too advanced, I think, for our level at that time, but he was brilliant. He was very, very good. You boys are away at the Welders this weekend? going to be a very hard game. That was one we were very lucky to win early on in the season. Young Liam Hassan scored a, a great goal with his right foot, which is for collector's item. Hopefully we can pick up the three points and put us a wee bit closer to the league title. I said that we have two characters in the show this week, and I think it's fair to say it's been a great show. Uh, listen, these two guys, we could have them on again next week. Absolutely. Uh, gents, listen, thank you very much for joining us. Really enjoyed it. Um, enjoy winning the league. We look forward to seeing you in the Danske Bank Premiership next season, that's for sure. And enjoy the cup run. And Paul, listen, keep firing in the goals. I'll try. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for watching. That's us uh, for this week. Enjoy your weekend's football and we'll catch you next week.